0: Happy Hump Day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. My week has been going quite well. From the last time we spoke, there were a few hiccups with me getting my book package in order for my book launch, but I'm happy to announce that everything is here. This is just part of all the things that I'm going to be talking about in my last episode for the year because the devil tried it, but here we are. (laughs) And I'm really happy. And for this week, especially, I just kind of slowed things down and decided to really take a moment to bask in all my stuff and everything I've been doing. I feel that a lot of times especially for people who are very goal oriented once we find success or we achieve our goal we kind of just move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing never really stopping to take a moment to really look back at where we started from and where we are now and kind of pat ourselves on the back or be proud of the accomplishments we've made like stagnation isn't good, but it's also not good to move so fast that you don't stop to smell the roses as people say. So I've really taken some time and I'm continuing to take some time this week to kind of slow down and be like, you've done well, you know, give yourself some accolades and kind of stand for yourself and hype for yourself because even if we have a lot of goals that we have set out for ourselves and we haven't accomplished everything, if you take a moment to look at where you started from and where you are, I'm 100% sure that you're not in the exact same place. And that in itself is something commendable and something to celebrate and to be proud and happy of. And another thing that happened yesterday was that, um, I'm, as I said, I'm having my book launch and it's mostly just close family and friends that I'm just going to be signing the book for. And... My best friend won't be able to make it. So she came over to my house yesterday with the sweetest card ever and Cinnabon. And the reason why this is so important, why I think I have to tell you guys is because it's amazing and important to have people in your life who truly know you and understand you. And if you truly know and understand me, you'll know that I'm not a flower person. I just, I don't know. I just don't find... I find the gesture of giving flowers sweet, but in the grand scheme of the things that I love and the things that can make me say, oh, flowers are not even top 10. (laughs) So she, knowing me well enough to know that I don't like flowers, but I like food, brought me a cinnamon bun and I was just so happy. (laughs) So I just wanted to talk about that because it's nice to be seen and be appreciated and for the people around you to also take a moment to appreciate the things you're doing because it always makes you feel good when it's like wow maybe what I'm accomplishing is really great and the people around me think so too. So yeah outside of my life I hope you guys had some time to meditate on the words to live by for last week which were just because I am available does not mean I owe you access to me and just like last week very self-explanatory but One thing that I really took away from it is the fact that this goes both ways. So yes, you do not owe anyone access to you because of your free time, but you have to also remember that other people who have free time do not necessarily owe you access to them either. And it's nice, well, it feels better when you're talking about the power that you have and your ability to wield it around and use it as you please. But when that power is also in the hands of various people and they can also use it as they please it kind of brings you to a point where you want to side eye like oh so maybe they are free and they just don't want to hang out with me and that's okay mm, but it is because we all have free will and we are all entitled to our space and our time and it's sacred to all of us so what we choose to spend it on is our discretion for the most part you know there are obligations and things we don't have control of but Outside of that, being available, being free, having nothing to do doesn't mean you want to have something to do. <laughs> like sometimes there are days where I literally don't want to leave my house. I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'm literally just eating and laying. And someone might message me and be like, oh, what are you doing today? And if I say nothing and they say, let's go out, I still am able to say no, which leads into the second thing that I took away from this which is that it's important not to feel bad for saying no. And I feel that that's the reason why many of us sometimes lie and make up excuses because of our inability to just straight up be like I'm not interested in doing this, no. We always kind of feel guilty for taking our time as our own and explicitly deciding that we're not going to share it with anyone, but it's your time and we truly have the right to do that. Um I can attest to the fact that on multiple occasions, my phone will ring and I will have it in my hand and I will watch it ring out until the person stops calling. And then I'll go back to scrolling on Instagram because I do not want to talk and it's my phone. I don't, <laughs> I could be online liking pictures and not reply your text right away because I'm, I don't feel like talking right now. And that's absolutely okay. And I think it, It's important for us to have the confidence to make the decisions we make. And if the decision we're making makes us feel guilty or bad, we have to then ask ourselves why that's the case. Is that the case because you truly know that you should be doing something that you're not doing? Or is it because you don't have enough confidence in yourself to be able to stand on your opinion, irrespective of how people feel? So either way, we need to get to a place where you can say what you mean and mean what you say not beat around the bush about it and also be unapologetic about the emotions that we're feeling so I really hope that helped you guys and that you've been saying no and doing nothing and not feeling bad about it because it's your time and it's your space and we deserve to spend it as much as we can in a way that makes us happy so, I'm just gonna get right into the talk for this week, and my talk is gonna be about riders. So, last week when I was making the episode, prior to me recording, this whole thing that I'm gonna be talking about today came out on Instagram, and it really boiled my blood <laughs> for multiple reasons. So much so that I was gonna scrap my whole idea for ne- that I did last week, push it to this week, and discuss this. But then, I've been told by some wise people that you you do not eat your rice while it's hot, which pretty much means don't just react based on your emotions. So I decided to push this back to this week, have a little more time to think about it, understand why I feel the way I feel, and if it can help you guys in any way and bring it back to you. So... For those of you who don't know, last week Snoop Dogg posted on his Instagram about Gucci Mane and Keisha K.O.R. And I believe I'm saying her name right. So for those of you who don't know who these people are, Snoop Dogg rapper, Gucci Mane rapper, Keisha Orr, Gucci Mane's wife. Prior to them being married, Gucci Mane was in jail for a while. And prior to him going to jail, they were dating. So when he came out of jail, he was a reformed man, had lost a bunch of weight, changed so much so that people still speculate that it's a clone, but that the Gucci man we see today is a clone. It's not the real one, but that's just gossip and jokes. So the post that really irked me was Snoop Dogg posted a picture of Gucci Mane and Keisha Keor. Um, I believe it was from their wedding because he's in a suit and she's in like a nice dress and his caption under the picture was everybody wants this but what y'all forget was she was with wild Gucci, on drugs Gucci, cheating Gucci, in jail Gucci, publicity with other women gucci this is gucci after therapy and rehabilitation this is a street man groomed in his 30s after he's been at his lowest point point is this is a rider who knew what she signed up for you b words is with the next n word after a couple of fights so <laughs> and as you would guess there were a bunch of yeah man let these beep beeps know y'all ain't riders y'all ain't got people's backs you move on too quickly and when I read this my initial feeling was disgust the whole rider narrative or so it's you're either a rider ride or die mostly ride or die chick you barely ever hear or you I've never heard ride or die man but the whole narrative of being a rider and sticking it out with a man who mistreats you and does you dirty, embarrasses you publicly, disrespects you to hopefully get to the day where he's rehabilitated and where he's living his best life and finally appreciates you is extremely, extremely dangerous. And the whole rider slash rider die is usually referred to or usually brought up as a position for minority women more so black women than many other women and what these women who are riders are expected to do is to endure the trials and tribulations and bs of the men that they're with which is just ridiculous and um the rider lifestyle is usually promoted by men who want to have their cake and eat it too because duh why else would someone expect you to stay with someone who's on drugs who's cheating on you who's embarrassing you who's devaluing you except for the fact that these men are are smart enough to know what they have in front of them and the value that you as a woman possesses but at the same time are greedy enough to to decide that yes they see your value but they're not yet ready to be at a place to give you all you deserve so instead of losing you they would rather bring about this whole talk of yeah you're a rider you're down for the cause you're you're ready you're yeah you're just a rider and what that does is essentially put these women on layaway because you stay with this man who's putting you through hell or even if he's not putting you through hell is putting himself through hell and by proxy of your proximity and closeness to him you're going through second um third party hell <laughs> by watching everything he's going through having anxiety the guy might be in jail today gone tomorrow you might be there posting bill putting up your life savings to get this joker out of jail and it's just a crazy narrative and one thing with the whole rider pr- premise which is exactly what snoop dog was posting about is that it pro- the whole rider mentality promises that eventually You'll get happiness at the end of the bumpy road, which is exactly what they're saying here. They've shown a guy who was doing the most misbehaving and this woman who decided to stick with him through it all. And after he humiliated her or did whatever he did, embarrassed her, became a hot mess. He went to jail and found the Lord. I don't like hypothetically, I don't know if he really found the Lord, but (laughs) he came out uh, the 2.0 version that she had needed all along. And pretty much what people like Snoop Dogg and everybody else who co signs this BS is telling you is that you need to wait because eventually this toad will turn into a prince that will make all of the suffering that you went through worth it. For me, and I hope for all of the women listening out there and also men, because I know they don't say ride or die, dude, but like. Anybody who's in a situation where you're expected to stand by somebody who is treating you less than your value with the hopes that the future will be better, I want to suggest to you guys that you don't fall into this trap. It's ridiculous and it's dangerous. And for me, I will never, ever be a ride or die chick. Like, (laughs) I don't know, maybe my future husband's listening to this. I don't, I will never because I will not die for somebody else's son I will never do that and like just to think of the fact that it's ride or die that means I am about to enter a car moving fast with you and either we're gonna make it down the freeway and escape the cops and the drama and the drugs and the stress or we're gonna drive right off the cliff and die like These options are not beneficial to anybody. And it's wild that it's become such a big thing. Like, I remember growing up when I was probably, yeah, middle school, you would hear all these songs like about down ass chick, all of this kind of stuff, really, really pushing forward this narrative. And as a young child, being impressionable, it was enticing. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm not gonna sit here and say that thuggish i i don't yes thuggish or hard men were not attractive because of media and everything and i feel like a part of it was because of of the fact that they were portrayed as people who were always ready to fight which in turn were like ferocious defenders and being young and impressionable yes the guy could get into fights with other people which is dangerous i guess in the mind of my young self but at the same time if someone tried me, I had this man who I could always stand behind who would protect me. So it really distorts our, our vision of love and what proper love is because protection is a part of love in my opinion. But when we want that so badly that we'd be with someone who like pistol whips people (laughs) and feel like, yes, I have a man who is safe and who will keep me safe and I will ride for this person. It's it's ridiculous. So um, as I said, I will never be a ride or die because I'm not going to die for anyone's son. And I think none of you guys should be a rider or a ride or die. And I have a few reasons just to talk about to hopefully put you in perspective in case any of you guys are thinking of really riding until the wheels fall off with somebody. Like it's it's just risky. I don't know. So the first reason is that love doesn't need struggle as an appetizer. And what, and I believe that the writer mentality and what Snoop Dogg said was exactly that. It's, it's the narrative that, and I feel like this narrative a lot goes to black women. I can, I can't speak for all marginalized women or all minority women because I'm a black woman and I can only say what I've seen personally in my community. So if it goes for other people, that's absolutely fine. My opinions are based off of my experiences and what I've seen, not exhaustive at at all so whatever you can take from it if you believe it happens and is relevant to you then go ahead but i really feel like for black women especially there's this whole narrative of struggle as an appetizer before you find love is something that is very troubling and disturbing because when this is the case which is what the writer mentality pretty much promotes You're pretty much setting up women with the idea that they don't deserve love without struggle first. And that's absolutely wrong. Like True love and healthy love does not need to be (laughs) appetized with, with struggle, hardship, pain, tears, crying, and endurance in order for you to be justified to have love. And that is what this whole rider mentality is really pushing and promoting, which is one of the reasons why it just boils my blood and it's something that I'm 100% against. Another thing is that it's not your job to incubate or save anybody. And what the rider mentality is, is pretty much you incubating somebody's son and saving him from himself, even though he knows what he's doing is wrong in hopes that When he turns around, he'll finally see your value. And unless I'm pregnant with you, I'm not incubating you. I'm not a duck. I'm not sitting on your egg in hopes that you will hatch into somebody who you're meant to be. And I feel that this is a pressure that is on a lot of women. That is not on men. Women are expected to endure the whole um, a man will be a man, boys will be boys type of narrative. That is extremely dangerous as well because when we are dealing with people who know within themselves based on society that they are able to get away with a lot simply based on their gender or or their sex whatever and we also are dealing with women on the other hand who are trained to Be able to accommodate the BS of men because that's just what men do. What we do is continue to perpetuate this narrative that your girlfriend is essentially your mother times two, (laughs) like because she has to take care of you and make sure you're good in hopes that one day you will reciprocate those feelings and give her what she deserves. And that's wrong. Relationships are meant to be a partnership, not one person being on the side. Protecting you, taking care of you, doing everything for you, putting up with less than what they deserve, trying to save you from yourself, so that hopefully one day you'll turn around and say when you've when you're finally saved and say thank you and what I've noticed with this as well is that these women usually don't save these men. these men somehow have a come to Jesus moment. Maybe something almost happened. Maybe they lost a friend. Maybe they went to jail. Maybe they almost died. Something happens in their own personal life that wakes them up and helps them reform. And during that reform, sometimes in the reflection, they now realize that this person has really stood by me and now this person deserves greater. And since I'm finally at a place of greater, I'm going to give it to that person. It barely ever is that. That woman really sat down and had a heart to heart with this man and said, get off the streets. I can't do this anymore. And the man gets off the streets. That's just not how it works. So, which also makes the whole incubator slash save him mentality stupid because you're not really incubating or saving him. You're just sitting there and enduring him until maybe one day he grows up enough to realize that he shouldn't be succumbing somebody's child to his negative behaviors, the third reason that I came up with is that statistics, not real statistics, but like observational observational statistics that I've seen show that many of these men do not even reform, which means it's a huge risk. So Gucci Mane and Keisha Keor's love story, if you will, is a unicorn story. How often do you hear of these men coming To terms with who they were and finally turning things around and appreciating the woman and being a stand-up man who now the woman can finally relax and I guess eat the fruits of her labor or um, enjoy the fruits of her long suffering that she's been doing while he was a hot mess the whole time this doesn't usually happen so to sit here and promote a unicorn story as the truth is to encourage women to stay in situations that are less than favorable to them with hopes that maybe someday that man will become the man you you hope for him to be whereas in fact half i'd say less than half of these men actually reform and become the person who you need them to be so it's just it's really just not worth it even if you look at it from a math perspective outside of the emotional and common sense perspective of it mathematically speaking how often do you really hear about this guy who will say I was living a less than favorable life putting myself in danger putting this girl I loved in danger she held me down the whole time and now I'm reformed and she she's still here and I appreciate her it doesn't really happen too much so it's just not worth your time the fourth reason is that the whole rider mentality is an abuse enabling narrative and I think this is a topic that has been touched on through every single thing I've talked about but it what it does is lets leads women to believe that if I decide to stay with this person and go through all of this stuff and when you talk about riders it's important to say that being a rider is not just maybe your man has a life in the streets that's that's less than favorable and you're really sticking by him and supporting him as he does things that are dangerous outside of the home this danger is also brought inside of the home this abuse is brought inside of the home and when you think rider it's I'm gonna stick by you through anything and you see like to go back to the post that um Snoop Dogg did he said you bees I think something along the lines of you get in one little fight and you leave him so what is that telling you? That is telling you that even a fight is part of the being a rider. So it's enduring this man coming home from maybe a rough day on the streets or doing whatever he's doing, being super upset, taking that out on you, getting pissed at you, yelling, which... Also, probably leads to physical abuse and emotional abuse, absolutely. And you're now, as a rider, a ride a die chick, whatever it is, is expected to endure this abuse until one day he decides he doesn't, he no longer wants to live his life of danger or make you his emotional punching bag and is ready to give you everything you deserve. Like, that's wild. And for people who might be listening to this and are in situations like this, let me tell you from experience that it's not necessary to be with somebody who's going to mistreat you in order for you to find love real love that's meant to be is not going to hurt you it's going to come with gender um gender <laughs> gentle and tender <laughs> kindness love appreciation it's not going to expect you to have to be willing to die for me before I know that you're worthy of good things, you know? And the final point or reason that I have is that you don't need to prove yourself by being willing to crucify yourself. You're not Jesus. Like (laughs) point blank period. There's not even much explanation to that. My love, your love, all of our love is not, does not get quantified or qualified by our ability to be willing to die for somebody or our ability to be able to be in the line of fire for somebody. Anybody who expects you to prove your love to them by by risking your life or being willing to hypothetically risk your life is really not the person you need to be with. And I say risk your life as the extreme because it's ride or die. It's not ride or severely injured. It's not ride or nicks and bruises, it's ride or die. So, and everything within the spectrum from death all the way to do a bid for me, hide the gun for me, um, bail me out of jail, even though, you know, I'm, I'm wrong, lie for me, be my alibi, protect me in ways that are not appropriate to have to protect someone on a regular basis. So anything along those lines of crucifixion or putting yourself up as a sacrifice to someone to prove your love for them you're not I'm not Jesus so I'm sorry to whomever son I will never (laughs) I will never be that person and I'll never do it and I truly truly believe that you guys shouldn't do it either and this all boils down to knowing your self-worth and unfortunately because these type of narratives are pushed to young women who aren't even at a stage of fully knowing their self-worth like I am 27 years old and who I was at the beginning of this year and the values I had for myself were tiny compared to who I am now and I am grown imagine being in high school or in your early 20s late teens dealing with somebody when you don't even have a grasp of who you fully are yet it's dangerous because at that point you see love you see affection you care about this person so much that you're willing to do these wild things so i think this whole rider mentality is one that needs to be destroyed and let go of it's it's negative for the community it's dangerous for women It's irresponsible and stupid for men because it keeps giving these men who ascribe to this the reason and the excuse to continue to behave as less than valuable men and less than honorable men because they understand that it's, it's been normalized in the community and that eventually they'll, they'll find someone to be with. And another thing, another thing outside of the five tips that I gave you that, I've also noticed a lot is that these men, the ones who do reform, when they reform and step away from their past, I found that, or I've noticed that a lot of them want to completely separate themselves from the things that were uh, undesirable in their life, which is their past. And evidently, the woman who was with them during that time is one of the things that they want to separate with. Many of these reformed men, do not stay with their incubator women they stay they leave and go to somebody who reminds them of the future that they want to have barely ever will you see them really want to stay with that woman because what when people are not okay with their past and they're trying to separate themselves from it anything that reminds them of that can be triggering situations and people included so now you have a woman who's stuck by you through all of your trash behavior. And now that you've decided to be a better man, some men now turn around and say, if I stay with her, maybe what if we fight? And she reminds me that, oh, you think you're good now? How about when you were doing ABC? But when you find a new, fresh, shiny woman who you haven't personally destroyed and put through the fire who doesn't smell like smoke, she can't even remind you of that. So that in itself is also Dangerous for the women who decide to stay and encourage this type of behavior. So, yeah, that's my opinion on that. Rider mentality is stupid. And one more thing this is just a caveat because I don't know who's going to hear this and who might take it the wrong way. Being a ride or die is absolutely different from being able to make sacrifices in a healthy relationship. The issue with ride or die mentality is that it's it is extremely one-sided for the most part and it's not, it's not fair sacrifices. So I am a big believer in sacrificing for healthy relationships and doing what you need to do for that person, supporting, like it's not always going to be an even playing field. There might be a, a time where one person requires a little more from another person and vice versa. So please, whoever's listening to it, To this, don't think that I'm saying don't sacrifice for your man. I'm just saying don't be a ride or die. It's dangerous and it's really not worth it at all. So yeah, that's that's my rant for today. And with that, I'm just going to get right into our words to live by for this week. And they are, if someone makes you feel small, ask yourself why you gave them the power to choose your size. And this is just really introspective and very much something that I think many of us need to deal with because I know a lot of us are confident in many places but there are a few people in our lives who we give access to on an emotional level that we may not give everybody else and in doing this sometimes if that person does something that offends us or yes that offends us for the most part we will feel small about ourselves because of the fact that that person treated us smallly. Like I don't know if smallly is a word, but like <laughs> because that person diminished us in their eyes, we take that as us feeling diminished in real life. And this is where we now need to take our power back and realize that no matter who anybody is, it could be someone you love very carelessly, um dearly, someone you respect someone who you know has your best interest in heart, we need to have the power over our size and who we are in this earth in our own hands. Because even the people who we love the most and who respect us and who want great things for us, there are things that they will say or things that they will do to hurt us because that's life. And you don't want to now be in a place where you've given that person so much emotional power over you that one word from them can have you feeling so small about yourself so we all need to be giants in our own eyes that cannot be squashed by the opinions of others and I know this is not the easiest thing to do because it's love it's the it's the reason why we interact with people because they can boost us up but in life people will also bring you down so you need to hold in your hand and in yourself your true value and see yourself in a way where even if somebody says something that's not pleasing you're not going to take that as a personal affront to who you are as a person so yeah thank you guys so much for listening have an amazing week you can order my book through my brown eyes in the link below if you want to ask me any questions or talk to me you can send me an email or slide into my dms and i'll talk to you guys next wednesday bye